Now, according to Deloitte, there are five key trends shaping Africa's telecom sector growth this year. These range from business strategy to sustainability. Arthur Goldstacker, MD of Worldwide Works, joins us with his outlook for the continent's telecom sector. Arthur, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Yes, it's looking uh, interesting, the developments in the different countries across the continent. Let's hear about them, Arthur. What stands out most for you uh, in this sector? I think uh, one of the most interesting developments over the last couple of years was uh, Vodacom acquiring uh, Vodafone Egypt and adding that to, uh, to their revenue uh, base. Although they're in the same family, it actually uh, speaks a lot to the consolidation of uh, mobile operators uh, on the continent itself. And the other really interesting thing is MTN's growth in Nigeria. Despite regulatory hurdles, despite um, the government there seeming to see foreign companies as a bit of a piggy bank uh, for them, they've reported spectacular growth in the Nigerian market. And in South Africa, we're seeing both MTN and Vodacom uh, reporting not Dramatic growth, uh, marginal, but still growth in service revenues, generally speaking, and growth in financial services, which is going to be a, a big part of, or a bigger part of their future. It's very interesting that you mentioned the issue, the issue of consolidation, Arthur. Are we seeing uh, that consolidation trend picking up simply because of the kinds of balance sheets that are necessary for a company to be a, a worthwhile player in the sector? You've hit the nail on the head. Uh, for a company to really have clout internationally, uh, they need to have scale. And uh, one of the biggest markets on the continent outside of South Africa and Nigeria is Egypt. So uh, Vodacom acquiring Vodafone Egypt really gives them the scale that allows them to compete far more aggressively with uh, MTN, who are ex exceptionally powerful across Africa and the Middle East. But at the same time, you're seeing a group like MTN uh, trying to reduce its risk. They like to talk about de-risking in uh, the financial industry. And you're certainly seeing de-risking with MTN uh, slowly getting rid of their more risky investments and those where it's uh, increasingly difficult to extract uh, the, um, revenue from those countries. What is also interesting is what you mentioned about financial services. I mean, I don't think we all expected that these mobile operators would also move into banking-like services and fintech services, Arthur. Was this a natural, uh, you know, organic means or kind of direction for them to take? Or is this also just showing uh, how innovative these companies can be? It's always been a natural step for them uh, to take. And I think once uh, M-Pesa took off in Kenya from 2009 onwards, it was quite obvious that that was going to be an opportunity for every mobile operator. But mostly across the continent, they didn't appreciate the dynamics that it took for that kind of service to explode. And even um, M-Pesa itself, uh, through Vodacom didn't work in other countries until they fine-tuned it and fine-tuned it and fine-tuned it because the dynamics that allowed to explode in Kenya was so specific to that country. And as the uh, operators have, have got a better understanding of the dynamics of financial services in those countries, uh, suddenly you're starting to see significant growth. And uh, this is probably going to be the new voice because we certainly have seen that 
uh, voice has almost vanished as a sign- significant area of revenue. Certainly as a growth area of revenue, uh, voice is no longer part of the picture because it's all about data now. And uh, this is uh, coming for the past decade, but some of the operators still act as if it's a surprise uh, and a disappointment. They should simply be writing off voice and find the new voice, and the new voice does seem to be financial services. Let's talk 5G now, Arthur. What are we expecting 5G to do to the sector? 5G certainly enhances the experience of uh, mobile data. And what's been impressive across the continent has been that 5G services and 5G networks have simply slotted in with the existing data services, whereas prior to their being launched, there was an assumption that subscribers would be charged extra for uh, connecting via 5G. Now, uh, that never made sense because in many areas, the 5G experience is very much a 4G type um, experience. And uh, secondly, it's uh, a, an administrative nightmare trying to separate the networks completely. So by having integrated 5G with 4G and even 3G, uh, it simplifies the process, but most of all, it makes it a more seamless experience for uh, the consumer. So over time, uh, we'll see all networks migrating to 5G because it is so much more efficient, but they don't have to uh, throw out the existing networks. They don't have to uh, get rid of their existing investment, but as they upgrade existing 4G and 3G uh, networks, th- those can all uh, gradually become 5G networks. So over time, you can expect it to be um, not a 5G environment, but a high-speed mobile broadband environment. And the specific number of the G is not going to matter to the consumer. What is also interesting is a rural connectivity. Uh, we know that this has been a, a much, much trickier game from an infrastructure perspective and also maybe from a return on investment perspective, Arthur. Are we expecting that to gain momentum uh, in the next few years? We are seeing it improve little by little. Uh, We saw an announcement from MTN, for example, this past week that uh, they'd achieved something like 98% uh, connectivity across a rural area of uh, KZN. The problem with that is that you can cherry pick where you want to measure the performance of uh, your network. And in many rural areas, you know that you're not going to get a mobile data signal at all. Even uh, in some urban areas, you find it problematic getting a mobile data uh, signal. But it's certainly not pervasive in in the rural areas. And when the operators talk about 98 to 99% um, mobile data coverage or 3G or 4G or 5G coverage, whichever metric they choose and whichever um, numbers or technology or, or version of broadband they choose to uh, measure, uh, you can know that it's focused on the more populous areas. So they can talk about coverage of the population rather than coverage of geography. And when you go out of those more populated geographies, you suddenly find that it kind of falls apart. And the return on investment in those areas is very low. So the original basis of the licenses that were issued, which was that we give you this license, which is in effect a license to print money, but in return, you've got to incur the cost of rolling out in unprofitable areas. And that still has to be the mandate of the operators. Well, we watched that one closely, Arthur. Always a pleasure speaking to you and hearing uh, your thoughts. Thank you for your time this afternoon. That was Arthur Goldstein. He's MD at Worldwide Works.